Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 92% of of the Culinary Institute of America students receive financial aid. And so the El Sueño Scholarship is a huge piece of that, particularly for our local campus. Mm -hmm. And it's specific to the San Antonio campus because it's designed specifically to elevate, um, you know, Hispanics within the local population. That was the vision, and that's still the vision today. And our campus is a, a good mix of, of mainly Hispanic uh, population, and so most of our students are benefiting specifically from that El Sueño scholarship. San Antonio Restaurants has some terrific advertising opportunities available in our quarterly magazine, Dishin' with S.A. Gold, And on this podcast, the more you know, the better it tastes. San Antonio Restaurants has a massive reach with over 225,000 people following us through all our social media channels. And our prices are extremely affordable. For more information, contact Susie Lafredo at slafredo at sa-restaurants.com or me, Alan Williams, at awilliams at sa-restaurants.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The More You Know, The Better It Tastes, where we actually interview some of the most amazing chefs, restaurant owners, and business people in our community. We are so excited about our guests today. Alan, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Thank you, Susie. And uh, just as a reminder, we are here today in the Peachtree Rose Marketing Studio, beautiful studio. It's here at the corner of I-10 and 410. Absolutely. If anybody's thinking about getting into the podcast game, this is a beautiful studio, and they have a few openings left. Absolutely. This is wonderful. The people are wonderful, and you got to come out and check it, check it out. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we have two amazing guests today, and Susie says amazing a lot. I don't I say do. I don't say amazing <laughs> that much, but these are amazing guests. They are. We have April Guest. She is the managing director of of the Culinary Institute of America in San Antonio, to the CIA in San Antonio. April, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. And also we have Mike Jorgensen. Mike is the Chief Marketing Officer at Pearl. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. And, you know, we are humbled that y'all would be with us today. Honestly, you guys are are, are heavy hitters, and we're always proud to have uh, people like you at your level to, to be willing to come and talk to, to us. Yeah, it truly, truly are. I mean, really changing. And I, we were talking a little bit before, but really changing the footprint of San Antonio where it comes to the culinary scene and really just the go-to places. So, Yeah, the Pearl, Pearl I'm going to say Pearl instead of the Pearl because <laughs> I, I understand that that is what really the marketing is, is, is aimed at, just Pearl. Pearl is the pride of San Antonio. I mean, there it's such it's a meeting place. Every visitor that comes here, you got to tell them go to Pearl. There's just so much going on there. So you have a fun job. It's uh yeah, it's a, it's sometimes kind of surreal to get to walk around at Pearl, you know, all day every day. Mm-hmm. And you see people that you see every day, but you also get to every day see people that are experiencing it maybe for the first time, right? Um, whether they're visiting or whether they're from here in San Antonio, and so it's really fun to get to watch them, you know, 
kind of ex- explore it on their own and discover new things. Yeah. Nope. A lot of people coming from out of town as well because of Pearl. We, yeah, we're fortunate. We have a really good partnership uh, with Visit San Antonio mm-hmm. and some of our friends in town. So they they do a good job of helping keep us on the map. Yeah. Um, you know when we have when we have groups in from out of town. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you you've done a great job of getting the right restaurants there, and part of what it's taken to get those right restaurants there is having the Culinary Institute of America there. So, April, how long have you been uh, the head of the chief, the uh, managing director at CIA? I've been uh, the managing director for seven years, mm-hmm. and I've actually been on the campus for 15. So oh, wow. I have seen— Is that from the beginning? Uh, pretty close, yeah. 2006 was the first uh, program that the Culinary Institute of America offered at, okay. at Pearl. And in 2008, I arrived and um, been there since. So I've seen the Pearl of yesterday mm-hmm. <laughs> transition into the Pearl that we have today. Yeah. And it's been fantastic to see. And it's been amazing to be a part of that of that transformation for the city. Yeah, that, that's so cool. We, we often say, right, Susie, we often talk about how important CIA has been to San Antonio because it seems like I've grown up here. I, I was born and raised here. I've never lived anywhere else. And I can remember when San Antonio was mostly just chain restaurants. There was very few local restaurants. And Pearl has brought some great restaurants here. Oh, yeah. So. And and chefs, I mean, who have gone through your program, uh, you know, some fantastic chefs. We I, we were talking earlier, we have some chefs that actually come on our show and we interview and we talk about that all the time and, and their experience at the CIA and what they've done after. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. It, Exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just been fun to be a part of it and also see that transformation from our earliest graduates to the restaurants that they have opened mm-hmm. to the graduates who have returned to continue to build Pearl that we know today. And, and again, it's just been a fantastic piece. So, I mean, downtown. so it was a huge investment bringing um, Pearl to, or, I mean, bringing CIA to Pearl. So, what, I mean, how, how do you feel that that's changed San Antonio and, and really changed the the footprint here. And how'd that happen? Yeah, how'd that well, happen? You know, the, the impact of, of CIA, right, on San Antonio can't be overstated. And I'll, I'll start a little bit by talking about what like, the original vision for Pearl. The original vision, and if you, if you visit Pearl, you'll see that it's designed to resemble a plaza, you know, like you would see in Europe or in Latin America. And we really got into the details of like, well, what does that mean in terms of the, the first floor level of activity and people living there, people working there, there being a learning environment and so forth. And the thought was that um, the the tourists have a lot of the Riverwalk and the tourists have the Alamo and some other places in town that that Pearl would be designed for the residents of San Antonio. And we know we're going to get visitors and we welcome visitors, but really that there would be a place for locals to go, to call home, right? A, a gathering place where we talk about Pearl as being a a third place, right? You have your your first place is your home, your second place is your job, and that everyone needs a third place. And I think that's even more true with the pandemic, right? So what, you know, what we have tried to do in terms of bringing people together, like no matter where you're from or what your background is, the best way that you can get to know someone is to break bread with them, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it's, it's centered around food. So yes, the, you know, the original uh, desired tenant was the Culinary Institute of America at Pearl. Um, because, because of what it could do to the culinary scene, um, but also because of a need, right? That, that mm-hmm. in, um, you know, kind of centered in San Antonio and up to Austin and down into the valley, that there wasn't an opportunity 
you know, for culinary students uh, in this region. And it's a passion for so many people. So it really, um, you know, we think, and April can talk about it a little bit, that that hopefully the Culinary Institute is, you know, happy with their decision. But we think it's definitely helped uh, transform the city from from what you said a minute ago, Alan, you know, to being chain, chain restaurants or, you know, yes, lots of barbecue and lots of Tex-Mex to now wide ranging, you know, culinary options and growing, yes. you know, growing super fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So now Kit Goldsberry was the, I guess he's the owner of Pearl and he's definitely the, the one that developed and everything. Is he responsible for bringing the CIA? I mean, would you say he was the driving force to make sure that we got that here? Uh, yes, you know, definitely, definitely he's our, you know, he's still actively involved to mm-hmm. this day and he's the, the leadership that had the vision of, hey, this is what's missing. You know, this is what could help propel us forward. Um, you know, so that was the original relationship wow. with the yeah, culinary. So smart. Well, I think we need to build a statue to him because he's, <laughs> he's, really, he's, made, uh, he's really changed San Antonio with, with that move. So, a- April, I was wondering, before somebody can become a student to become a chef, do they have to get tattoos? Is it required? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you gain entry the more you have. <laughs> uh. We had um, uh, chef, uh, chef Paul Morales here mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago or uh, some sometime in the past. And his tattoos, he, he, he was a butcher, so he's got a hog. And, and a cow, and it's sectioned off. So as he's describing what he does, he's, well, you can take this section, and he's pointing to different parts of his tattoo. I said, well, hey, you've got a, a whole textbook on your arm. <laughs> right. That's so fantastic. We should share that tip with our students who are in their meat fabrication <laughs> class. They can just kind of tattoo you know, it on and then lift that up way. your sleeve, right. and the answers are right there. Exactly. That is so cool. Yeah. When, uh, when the CIA first opened, what, has it expanded since it's first opened? Is it now like teaching more divisions? Yeah. I guess is the right thing to say. Yeah. So when we first opened, so we started at Pearl in 2006, mm-hmm. and we were literally in the one-room schoolhouse of the CIA. So we fondly referred to that building as the pilot building. It has one classroom, one kitchen, and a cubicle about this size that that four of us shared offices. And wow. so we, we were there. Um, that building is still part of our campus. But from 2006 to 2010, we operated the 30-week degree program out of there. And then in 2010, the new building, the bigger building, uh, came online. And at that point, we expanded to the associate's degree program in culinary arts. Mm-hmm. So we went from that 30-week program, which was two semesters, um, to the associate degree program. And then in 2012, we added the baking and pastry associate degree program. Um, and also around that same year, we opened our first student-run restaurant called Nao, which is actually in the place where uh, Manchu Chu is located now. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And so we were that, op- that restaurant was part of our degree program, the capstone class for our associate degree students. And, uh, and we've continued to grow since. So uh, we occupy two buildings at Pearl, the smaller one, the pilot building, and um, our new, we're on three floors of the main building. What, where, what other cities are the, is the CIA in? Sure. The, uh, we, domestic campuses, we have the Napa Valley, so mm-hmm. Greystone, which is at the north end of the Napa Valley, and Copia, which is in the city of Napa, at the south end of the Napa Valley. And Greystone is where our degree-seeking students in California attend for both the associate's degree in culinary arts and baking and pastry arts, same degrees that we offer on on the San Antonio campus. And then the Copia campus 
uh, offers the food enthusiast programs. And those food enthusiast programs are like the one-day classes to the five-day boot camps, wine exploration classes, as well as our thought leadership programs. And then, of course, the main campus is in Hyde Park, New York, Mm -hmm. which is about 90 miles north of New York City. Um, The last stop on the Metro North train, (laughs) for those that aren't train bound, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was always great because I'd never miss my stop. I just... (laughs) (laughs) Until the stop's going. Yes, exactly. So So, as Mike had mentioned, I mean, there's so many people in San Antonio or really everywhere who are interested in becoming a chef. So what kind of backgrounds do you see? I mean, can anybody from any walk of life? And I know that you guys offer scholarship programs as well, right? Yes. So we do. We have a very diverse uh, student population uh, in the September semester, so we have students that started about a month ago, and those students are the more traditional students. So most of them graduated in June of this year from high school, and of course the natural transition would be to go to college in the fall. And so that the September class is our youngest population because they tend to be the traditional students. And in January and in our April entry dates, we tend to see the more non-traditional population, which would be people that look just like you and me. Mm -hmm. And uh, they come from different backgrounds, some of which are career changers who have always had the dream of pursuing culinary arts or baking and pastry arts. And maybe they've retired from a previous career and they're at the point in their life where they want to pursue this. Um, And we also have a lot of military veterans. One, I mean, I think the proximity of being here in San Antonio is a big draw for that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But many of those military veterans have had this dream for a long time. And they were they were in the military for whatever reasons, um, put them on that path. And now they've you know, they've retired from the military and they're pursuing this new dream. Uh, so we have a really diverse population. We also have international students, and they bring their influences from from their home country. Uh, so it really is an exciting population of students, but it's all very, very different. But, you know, the key piece is, is that they're all passionate about culinary arts or baking and pastry arts or the hospitality industry. Um, that's been my driving force forever. I've been a chef for 30-something years. And, if, and it's the passion is like the key mm-hmm. thread that kind of— brings us all together. Um, so true. I mean, so, yeah. so true. I mean, we, we see that all the time. I think that's what draws us to it as well, especially, you know, we, that's really one of the main reasons that we started this podcast, The More You Know, The Better It Tastes, because we have an opportunity to sit down with the chefs and the business owners and the restaurant owners and to, to have an opportunity to feel their passion and their excitement about what mm-hmm. they're doing. And then you taste their food and it's a whole different experience. we we're like, everybody needs this. Everybody yes. needs to have this. And so, yeah, it's so true. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah. Yeah. We, we often talk about chefs are actually artists because you have to have that, a, a passion for it, mm-hmm. but you have to be able to create and be able to think outside the box. And what are you going to build with, with mm-hmm. this thing called food? You know, you can do all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. that's really so, cool. So how hard is it? How, or is, is it difficult to actually get in or... Well, we, we do have a regular admissions process like most colleges. And on our campus, because we're so small, we have about 180 students. So if we're not able to accept students in their preferred entry date, like let's say they want to be in that September entry date, well, that one fills up really fast. Uh, so then they would just be deferred to like a January or the April or May entry date. So we don't we don't have any skills test. It doesn't look like any of that reality TV where we line up a bunch of candidates and vote them out of the kitchen <laughs> or anything. Perfect. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, Mike. So as marketing director for the Pearl for Pearl, <laughs> how, how, what do you do to to help bring students or you know how do you make people aware of the CIA being here in San Antonio? 
So I think, you know, the best thing that we can do, right, is to keep Pearl full, mm-hmm. right, and, and to bring people, in, you know, in to inter- engage with all of our restaurants and all of our culinary concepts because they see so many people from the CIA. I know that we just had, you know, we've, we've partnered with April and her team and also with the team kind of at in Hyde Park in New York um, because a lot of their corporate marketing folks are there. And just little things like, um, you know, the the Culinary Institute just rolled out a new logo and a new branding campaign. So, you know, when signs were being changed and things were being done, we filmed it. We put together a little bit of a press release, you know, and we help get the word out here locally. So we want to be sort of the, you know, the the South Central Texas arm of the Culinary Institute, you know, PR and marketing team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's awesome. great. Do you... With the restaurants that are at the Pearl, do you encourage them to take new students on? Like, is there a, uh, I don't know, an internship program or anything that you work with? Yes, the Culinary Institute has, I think, I believe the April, correct me, but I believe it's called an externship program where all of their students will do a semester in a local restaurant. Mm -hmm. And, And I wish that I could take credit, you know, for helping with that. I don't know if April needs my help because I think the students are pretty highly sought after if, if I'm honest. Um, but yes, we're fortunate enough, um, both at Pearl, but in San Antonio in general, because those, those students will go all over North America, you know what I mean? For, for programs they might. So yes, many of them are in San Antonio or they might be in Austin or New Braunfels or in the Valley. Um, but they're also in, you know, California and New York and Mexico city and lots of other places that have great food. And then they go and get that experience and, and, you know, then hopefully, We'll let them go for their externship, and then we'll try really hard to get them back when they graduate. Right? Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. We well, had uh, yeah, we had Gabby Hinojosa and Charlie Gonzalez from Panfila, and I know they they started at CIA in San Antonio and finished in Hyde Park. But hearing from them, you know, they're just a young couple, but both went through the program. You know, they've worked all over the world. They've worked mm-hmm. at some amazing places all over the world. So what a great opportunity for yeah. a young person. To right. And, and same with she, um, Chef Nicola Black. I mean, she was telling mm-hmm. us her story when she was here. And this was such a huge part of her story, um, you know, at, from going to CIA to her huge catering business that she, I mean, I, you know, now she has the world's best you know, fried chicken. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, she's just an amazing chef, but her story is fantastic. But CIA is very interweaved in what she does. Yeah. She's a perfect example of a a military veteran who has come to our program after their military Mm -hmm. service and then pursued the dream uh, of of what they want to do afterwards. And she's an absolute wonderful addition Mm -hmm. to Pearl. Yeah. Yeah, she's wonderful. So so the scholarship programs, I know that you guys have a lot to do with that. Can you talk a little bit about how somebody would you know, get involved with that or? Sure. Um, you know, I think, again, April can verify the statistics, but a number, you know, a very high percentage of students um, are are on scholarship that come to the Culinary Institute. And that was part of the, you know, the original, um, I guess the original agreement that brought the Culinary Institute to San Antonio and to Pearl. Um, you know, some of the money that was invested in that time was to set up a scholarship fund that would basically be evergreen, right? Mm-hmm. Such that this provides a path not only for people that are interested, but for people that, hey, may not otherwise have that opportunity. So um, the El Sueño Scholarship, you know, started in, in 2006, 2007, and, you know, still main, you know, still runs to this day. And I believe the number, April helped me, but it's, it's 85%. 
Yeah, ninety-two percent of CIA of the Culinary Institute of America students receive financial aid, and so the wow, El Sueño Scholarship amazing. is a huge piece of that, particularly so. for our local campus, mm-hmm. and it's specific to the San Antonio campus because it's designed specifically to elevate, um, you know, Hispanics within the local population. That was the vision, and that's still the vision today. And our campus is a, a good mix of of mainly Hispanic uh, population, and so. Most of our students are benefiting specifically from that El Sueño scholarship. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's that's really crazy. Mm-hmm. I had no idea it would be that that high. But I mean, what a what a great offering! Now I know that some high schools are starting to have culinary programs when maybe they've had them for a while. They didn't when I was growing up. Not that I can remember. Uh, do do you guys help? You know push or, or help design or recommend on things like that? Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for that. We do a lot of work within SAISD, San Antonio Independent School District, mm-hmm. and it's been a multi-year program. I think we started there first in maybe 2016, and we have two very strong programs that we support there. Uh, one is that all of the culinary arts instructors have come through uh, the CIA and embedded with our faculty members to learn how to teach and deliver CIA objectives and curriculum at the high school level. And these are very strong culinary programs. These are four-year programs. And so for the last, you know, what's that, seven years we've been doing that. And this last year, we started with the culinary practicum. So those San Antonio ISD students are now coming to Pearl and working within the Pearl restaurants mm-hmm. to gain uh, experience. And so that culinary practicum, um, we, we take in our first uh, group cohort of students next Tuesday, and they'll be with us every Tuesday uh, until the end of the school year. Wow. And this is our second year of doing this. And so beyond that, we also have within SAISD also all of the cafeteria workers have been trained by CIA. So we have the chef-driven cafeteria program at SAISD, and it helped to transform school lunches. So that when we talk a, about school wow. lunches these cool. days, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> have to you there. When I was growing <laughs> up, they didn't have any kind of degree. I love that. That is that is really just amazing. Yeah, yeah it really it. is. I mean, it really, really is. The both of those programs have been huge and a big piece of the vision of Pearl in transforming San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Wow, and transforming lives. Yes, like, very much so. Ah, oh, man, that's wow. really yeah. Cool. There's part there's part of a program um, through the, through Pearl and through Silver Ventures, our parent company. Um, in addition, because I think the number that I heard was up to like five, six hundred, you know, uh, SAISD workers that have been through the program. Correct. But there's and there's also a classroom component of that for students, um, some of whom start as young as kindergarten in terms of getting um, input, you know, an education about nutrition. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. fresh, fresh fruits and vegetables, fresh foods and and how to cook and how to prepare for themselves such that by the time they're in, you know, middle school, uh, high school, that they're more self-sufficient. Right. Wow. And and those kind of things wouldn't be possible without the Culinary Institute of America being here. That is so amazing. It really is. I'm just blown away. Yeah. With with so many things happening at at Pearl, at the CIA division of of, uh, San Antonio, is it, I mean, it sounds like do you need more space? Is, is it going to grow? Because it sounds like you you have so much going on already. That's always the question. Are we going to grow? Yeah. And uh, I think that's still the question. I think there's, there's clearly need out there mm-hmm. for what we do. Beyond degree program, I think there's clearly an interest from the CIA to continue to support the programs that are happening at Pearl um, and within the community. 
So um, we'll see. We'll see what's on the horizon. For now, we're, we're in our space, and uh, we're the right size for the space that we are with 180 students. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know what the future looks like as far as that goes, but the interest is very strong and continuing to grow within the community. Oh, and for Pearl. sure. Yeah. Mike, does, does Pearl only exist within the boundaries of Pearl? I mean, I know like Karakui is, is kind of part of, at least at Silver Ventures, right? So is that mm-hmm. part of, that considered part of Pearl? And is there more? Yeah, it is. Um, Karakui is definitely considered part of Pearl. Mm-hmm. And yes, we have um, our original footprint. You know, and and for those who don't know, Karakui is that huge restaurant across, the uh, Liberty Bar. That, across yes. Grayson. It's the yeah, old Liberty it's, Bar. Yeah, It's at Grayson and Avenue A. And mm-hmm. yes, that building was the Liberty Bar. And, and at other times in its past was actually a, a, a brewery building. You know oh. what I mean? As part of the operation. So yeah, it's a, a hundred years old. And it Oh, was, I didn't know that. That's so re- interesting. rebuilt and yeah. opened um, just about 13 months ago. So the beginning of September of 2022. Wow. But we do, we have expanded um, from our original footprint, which was about 22 acres. So, so Karaki is part and we have some projects that are ongoing now on the west side of the river. You know, mm-hmm. so kind of pearl pearl proper, except for a couple parking lots, is kind of always the westernmost edge was the museum reach of the the San Antonio River and the Riverwalk. So we have some projects that are going over there now that'll continue to expand our residential. Um, and then you know there there were plans announced um, a month or two ago. You know we, we are building a second hotel. So that'll be directly across from Hotel Emma. It'll be operated by Hotel Emma. Oh, wow. Um, Hotel Emma is a beautiful place. Oh. It's only 146 rooms. So there are times, like now in October, um, when it's consistently pretty full. Mm-hmm. So this will give us uh, another 150 rooms. That's great. And it's going to be a beautiful space um, at, a, at a slightly more approachable price point. Because Emma's gotten really popular, sure, um, and it's going to have uh, a little bit more meeting space and also a a rooftop uh, bar and restaurant. Oh, that's you know, fun! It'll, it'll yeah. Open up a little bit more to the river. So mm-hmm. yes, there's still there's lots more coming at Pearl. We're just kind of getting so started. Exciting. Yeah, that that's amazing. Yeah, the Hotel Emma is spectacular. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're listening and you've never been down there. Just go sit in well, – Stoneworth is the bar, right? Go get a drink and just sit in, in there and just uh, – it's a marvel. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all did such a great job of, of using some of the old equipment as part of the building. It just looks so cool in there. And uh, Yeah, really, the architecture throughout the entire Pearl is so amazing, and it's so great. It, it encompasses the community and the history of San Antonio really awesome. Yeah. I love the, there's a, there's a drink at, at that bar called the three Emma's and I love that story. And if you, if you Google three Emma's at Pearl and, and read that story, it's really amazing. Uh, so that's, that's really cool. So, all right. And so on that other side of the river where you're talking about building a hotel, there'll be other restaurants, other shops and things to do on that side as well. Yes, uh, there's a there's a residential building that's mm-hmm. currently under construction, which will be our fourth uh, Pearl residence. So it'll be about another 300 units. Um, it'll have a couple of restaurant spaces, and those are still to be determined exactly what's going to go in there. It's probably you know 18 months away, 18 to 24 months away, but it'll have a couple restaurant spots. There's another restaurant parcel that is down closer to Newell Street, right on the west side of the river. 
Um, and then, you know, we that's ha- really away from where you're talking about, isn't it? Or am um, I not thinking about it's just it will be just immediately south, you know, okay. 50 yards, 75 yards south of the okay. hotel. I'm, I'm, okay. It'll be on the north, I'm thinking north of over, side of Newell. Over by the old Lone Star, there's a Newell. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. This is no, different. This one. is this is just at the southern edge of our property. Gotcha. So it's it's very close. Um, so, yeah, it'll it'll continue to, you know, continue to develop. And the, the biggest thing that we have. Um, coming that'll be open in the first quarter this year is if you've been to um, Pearl Stable mm-hmm. in the past, which has been most recently a, a banquet center. It's been a number of things mm-hmm. over the years. That's the beautiful round building on the property. Correct, correct. And it's one of the original buildings on property built in 1894. And it is it is just now finishing up. It's being reimagined as a live music venue. Oh, wow. And so it will seat almost a 1,000 people. Um, it's had a beautiful mezzanine built in. Um, and a stage and a, like a world-class green room. Wow. So th- that will be open in the first quarter. Um, like there will be shows in January um, that you'll be able to, it'll launch and go live here in a couple of weeks. And everything from, you know, a, a real focus on local music, all types of music, but it'll be big enough to attract, you know, national acts, no matter what kind of music you like. There'll be something there for you. So we're really excited for that to be open because it'll give us a dimension that we that Yeah, we something had. totally different. Mm-hmm. Another art, you know, that will grow in San Antonio. That is so mm-hmm. cool. My uh, my grandmother had a house somewhere underneath where the highway is, is where she grew up when she was a little girl. And my I never talked to her about it because she died a long, long time ago, but her brother, my uncle, he he still died a long time ago, but we did have that conversation. They were already starting to to uh, develop Pearl, and he talked about as a child, you know, riding his bike through and talking to the workers and stuff from the from the property. I would love for him to be able to see what's happened to that mm-hmm. place because I mean it's such a dynamic thing. I mean, so many crazy, beautiful things happening. That's so cool. Uh, April, I wanted to find out from you. I think. CIA has things. What what about for people that are not interested in being a professional chef, but they just want to go through the classes, they want to learn, or what, what kind of options do they have? Yeah, that's a great question. We have a whole portfolio of what we call food enthusiast classes. So the more adventurous home cook, um, and we have one-day classes, and those might be cuisine-specific classes. Um, think about you know cuisines of the Mediterranean or flavors of Spain, um, south of the border flavors, uh, American regional. Um, we also have multi-day classes. We call them boot camps because they are intense. You're in a professional kitchen. You're with CIA chefs, and so the focus, it's a it's boot camp. It's a long day, um, and so those multi-day boot camps, same thing. They, they tend to be cuisine-specific or skill-specific, so one of our most popular ones is called basic training, mm-hmm. and we suggest that everybody at the very least start there because it will cover kind of a range of different cuisines and certainly um, all of the most popular or most needed techniques, I should say, in the kitchen. Um, So CIAfoodies.com is where all of our food enthusiast classes are. We also have wine exploration classes. And if you're looking for like team building activities, um, corporate parties with a little twist on them. So right now we're booking a bunch of company parties, you know, where they do hands-on activity um, and prepare their own, basically your, your, your meal. So um, what's great about all the hands-on activity is that we produce a lot of food. Mm -hmm. And so those food enthusiasts, 
these classes, it, not just, you know, it's not just about learning how to make the food, but also sitting down and enjoying that company at the table, that family, we call it family meal, that family meal, and having those discussions about the food, you know, what surprised you about what you what you ended up liking that you didn't think you would like, and maybe it was the first time you saw an ingredient or handled an ingredient. So those classes, I love being in those classrooms where the food enthusiasts are. And I taught for a long time a, um, a demonstration classes on Saturdays. And that tended to be where people started, like, well, I'm not quite ready to go into a CIA kitchen yet. There was that kind of apprehension. And so they would start with these two-hour um, first taste, we called them, and they were demo classes. And so as a chef instructor, I would do a demonstration to a food enthusiast audience and share some tips and tricks along the way that are, you know, professional um, things where people have like that aha moment where they're like, oh, my gosh, I wish somebody would have told me or taught me that years ago. Uh, um, so those classes and the enthusiasm, they, they have the same kind of enthusiasm and passion that our degree seeking students have. But these are food enthusiasts and they and they aren't pursuing a path to being a professional chef, although some of them might have an interest in. Um, you know, maybe a cottage industry thing. They might be thinking something mm-hmm. small um, as their their second or third career after they retire from whatever their current career is. So, so just out of curiosity, in your um, in your boot training, what what it, what are some of the first skills that you would teach? Yeah. So, so in a basic training class, that's basic a, training. Yeah, yeah. So the five day class, uh, we start with knife skills. It really needs to start with those foundation skills. Um, so knife skills, how to hold a knife, kitchen safety, kitchen orientation, um, how to set up a, a workstation. So I, I hear from a lot of cooks are like, well, I just never seem to have enough space. And so how do you organize? And we call that mise en place, which mm-hmm. is a French term for everything in its place. Mm-hmm. And it actually goes beyond like your physical space. We always talk about your mental mise en place as well. Are you prepared to do this today? You know, have you kind of run through the roadmap of what you're going to do? And that certainly is important for a professional chef. I do it all the time. I mise en place all night long in my mind. <laughs> and and but you but you get to success by this repetition and viewing yourself as that. And so helping the home cook that those are things that they can all also do in organizing their station. So that that's where the classes start is those foundation skills. And then we get into all the other fun stuff where we're actually in the kitchen, sleeves rolled up, touching food, handling stuff. Right. And then the best part of the day is it always ends with the family meal and and everybody, you know, taking off that apron, sitting down and going like, whew, I can't and believe I just spent yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just spent six hours in a kitchen. And to them they can never imagine having spent six fun hours right. <laughs> in a kitchen. And so what about the degree individual? Mm-hmm. Where do they start? Do they start in the same place? Yeah. So our first semester classes are those fundamentals, the foundation. And you really have to start at the foundation because you really can't get to the next layer until you have that solid understanding of skills and techniques. So all of our students can start in the foundation classes, be they culinary or the baking and pastry. And as they move through the program, their second semester, so the first semester they'll start in those very specific skills, knowledge classes, fundamentals, techniques. And then the second semester, we're going to get deeper into those skills and techniques. And we have fish fabrication and identification, meat and see, you know, meat identification and fabrication. Again, learning the foundation. So how do we fabricate um, cuts of meat and what are they? And also in that second semester, we start to introduce skills such as a la carte cookery, and which is what you would classically see at a restaurant, mm-hmm. and banquet cookery, which is something you might see at a hotel. So you're learning volume service. And those classes, um, those skills classes based on service, a la carte, banquet, 
those classes then lead up to the students going on externship, which at the end of their freshman year, they go on this semester-long uh, externship where they now have, as we call it, your toolkit. You have these tools. You have two semesters with the CIA, and now you're going to go out to one of our 2,000 approved externship properties, and they're all over the world. Oh, wow. Um, and we have, we have so many here in San Antonio, and many of our students stay here in San Antonio for that externship experience. Uh, so they'll be away from us for a semester on that. They come back, and in their sophomore year, they learn very specific, like cuisine-specific classes. And we'll have our global cuisine classes like Cuisines of the Americas, Cuisines of the Mediterranean, uh, Garmage. And now we're learning very specific skills. Um, and then their final capstone class, this is our favorite, is the operation of Savor, which is the, st- uh, the, the, the student-run restaurant at Pearl. And that's the capstone. The students operate both the front of the house and the back of the house. So all aspects of that restaurant are operated by our students before they graduate. So they're learning that operation. So is that open every day or is it open for dinner? It's open Monday through Friday and it is open for dinner. It is a working classroom. And so um, in the what's really exciting about that space, the Saver space, which is just adjacent to Hotel Emma and La Gloria, the Saver space is um, for two semesters. It operates solely as the CIA's culinary capstone classes. But in January, and this is going to be one of Mike's favorites, Mm -hmm. so in January, our baking and pastry students actually open a pop-up bakery, CIA Bakery Cafe, for one semester. And so our baking and pastry students will be there. Let me give you my email. Yes, right. (laughs) Come on down. Invites to this. And so so they'll they'll operate. So the saver space will become two operations. So in the morning, the baking and pastry students will operate as part of their capstone, um, the cafe, and then they'll leave at around 1.30 and about 2 o'clock the culinary students come in for the evening shift to operate Saver. So it's really it's really so exciting and people at Pearl and people who um, who are you know just coming to the area and they realize that we have these two things and that we're student run there it's it's like the biggest tourist attraction right there for the culinary oh, institute. Oh for sure for sure. Well and it also encompasses everything. You know it, it it it's wonderful to hear your program because you do everything from the skills to all, you know all that but then also putting the student in a kitchen mm-hmm. where they're learning the skills in a real kitchen then they're running a restaurant so it's really just getting everything that that you need to actually go out into the world and you know do your thing and start your yeah. career yeah whether you want to own your own place or they they are very valuable certainly to any of the um, properties or operators that that hire our students so mm-hmm. yeah it's amazing. it's a it's an amazing experience as just a, a visitor a patron you know, because the food's incredible, but to see the students, you know, they literally open the door for you when you get there. They greet you, they seat you, they take your orders, and then you can watch because there's CIA staff, you know, in the kitchen, and you're just watching them learn. Right. Um, so it's a great experience, and you you do not sacrifice one bit on the food. It's incredible. So and yes, April's right. The the pop up bakery cafe is like my favorite <laughs> oh, eight or ten sure. weeks of the year because <laughs> I'll be because, looking for that. Yes. But yeah. in 2019, it's actually 2019 was the the year that we opened Saver, and in that same year, we got a nomination for the t- one of the top ten new restaurants in Texas That's right. wow. in 2019, as it, and which is a, f- a phenomenal feat because we have students that are operating all of this, and so usually it takes a very seasoned staff a number of years to to reach something like that, and we re- we re- we earned that on the on our first year, yeah. so it was oh, very exciting. Fun. Yeah, That's I have a friend great. who's actually going through the program right now, and she's continuously I'm, I'm glued to her Facebook right now because she's continuously posting mm-hmm. photos every mm-hmm. single day of the creations uh-huh. that she's making 
unbelievable. But she said mm-hmm. it's been the best experience of her life at this point. So she's just well, how exciting. It. So happy to hear. You'll have to invite yourself. Have her invite you, but invite yourself to our daily family meal at eleven thirty. That's the really? students, okay. all the food that I the students will. produce for Susie, all those classes. Give me an invite too. I will. I will. You'll all, right. all come down. <laughs> okay, all that right, sounds great. amazing. All right, Susie. What do you say we stop here and we take a break, sure. and then we will come back for more of uh, April Ghost guests as the managing director of the CIA of San Antonio campus, and also Mike Jorgensen as the chief marketing officer for Pearl. We'll be right back. Sounds good. Susie, people are going crazy over the San Antonio Restaurant Gold Club. It's so exciting. Absolutely. I mean, this is... So let me just say the Gold Club has a collection of 85-plus... And growing. And growing local restaurants, some of the best local restaurants in San Antonio and beyond. Um, (laughs) And it's growing all the time. So, I mean, these are restaurants that we have been to. These are restaurants that are... Um, we are 100% ready to stand behind. We had a lot of questions from people saying, you know, wow, I don't know where to go or, you know, I, I, I don't really go to local or, you know, because I, I'm not sure what I'm going to get. Well, we've taken the guesswork out for you. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. You know, a lot of people say that they support local because mm-hmm. it's the cool thing to say. But then when it's time to go out to eat, ah, let's go to this or that chain thing. Right. Right. We want people to go to local restaurants. Absolutely. Because that's where the great experience is going to be. That's the, where the great food is. The, uh, the great food. That's where you have people who are going to put their love and their passion and their heart into every plate that goes out to you. Um, and then also, uh, on the flip side of that, um, $1 spent at a local restaurant puts close to $3 back into the economy. That's amazing. It's huge. Yeah. Huge. So, yeah, that's so we're all about local. So, anyhow, so we developed this Gold Club, and the Gold Club is fantastic because if you're a Gold Club member, it's $8.88 to become a member a month, but um, there are thousands of dollars worth of perks and savings in the Gold Club. So, some, so for example, buy one, get one freeze. There's uh, I, there's just so many. You can get a free appetizer, free dessert. I mean, you literally can walk in as a, like a VIP. You have an mm-hmm. app on your phone. Um, show the show the app to um, you know the server and receive something special just because you're a Gold Club member, which is so cool. Um, so really, the very first time you use it, that eight dollars and eighty eight cents is paid, paid for. for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can use it at restaurants all over town as many times as you want throughout the month. So um, it's really awesome. Then on top of that, we have these amazing foodie events. So these restaurant events, exclusive exclusive (laughs) private restaurant events that you wouldn't have access to otherwise. Mm-hmm. I mean, the restaurants literally roll out the red carpet. Um, you tr- have all kinds of, you know, they're amazing food to try, you know, cocktails. Uh, it's it's nuts. These these foodie events are unbelievable. And they're only for gold members to for, attend. So we have them all the time. So that, that, at that's least kind of once the... a month, we have one at a fantastic spot. So if you're an Apple phone user, you go to the Apple store. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you go to the Google Play store. And you search San Antonio restaurants. Yeah, it's really simple. Exactly. Search San Antonio restaurants is a free mobile app. The mobile app is fantastic. It's that's a resource in itself because you can get this pod, you can reach the podcast, you can reach our magazine. And um, Susie built it. I so did, and it's a really humble. cool. It it's is. a really cool <laughs> mobile app. <laughs> There's a foodie map on there, but then you click Gold Club and you can join right there. And it's so simple, and you always have it on your phone really easy to use. And a lot of people, once they become members, I mean, they literally use that list of restaurants to decide where they're going to go out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. That's what it's for. 
Great. So uh, if you want to join the San Antonio Restaurant Gold Club and be part of the VIP movement, uh, get in there and do it. Supporting local. There you go. That's what it's about. All right. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And we are back with The More You Know, The Better It Tastes. I'm Alan Williams and my partner here, Susie Lafredo. Hey, everyone. And we today we have April Guest, who is the Managing Director of the CIA, the Culinary Institute of America, the San Antonio campus. And also we have Mike Jorgensen. Mike is the Chief Marketing Officer for Pearl. And we all love the Pearl. It's the place to go just to spend a beautiful day. And now that it's fall and, and uh, the weather's nice, it's a great place to just hang out. Love that farmer's market that y'all have. That is, I mean, it's the best in town. They have everything. Yeah, thank you. It's it's probably still, I think, um, you know, it's been around for well over a decade, and it's probably still our most popular event, mm-hmm. um, you know, because people can come and, you know, just learn and have a, a leisurely day, a little bite to eat, a cup of coffee, and, uh, you know, get to see the best of, of what so many people that are in and around San Antonio are, are making and growing and, you know, bringing to the market. Right, right. They're real local. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, so really quickly, I have I have to bring up, um, we were talking about Savor, and, you know, the students and the experiences they're able to acquire, and you were telling me a story can you can you tell that story again? Mike? Sure. So so just last week, um, you know, in in addition to everything we just talked about with Savor, um, we had in town a a restaurant that is a potential future partner for us down the road, and so they wanted to come in town and do a tasting for some internal Pearl and Hotel Emma and Culinary Institute people. So we did it at Savor, and they brought in a few of their own. Um, culinary staff with them. But as part of the partnership, um, you know, they also had a a staff that included, you know, two of the normal CIA instructors and 16 students, right? So it was, um, they, the, the restaurant was blown away by the support. You know, I think they hoped they might get like one or two helpers. And, you know, they had an entire staff um, and so it was just a, the energy at the event was incredible. It was something that we couldn't have done anywhere else or in any other way. Um, and I think the students, I hope the students had fun. It seemed like they did because for them it was something different and they were getting to interact, you know, with, with dishes and cuisine that they otherwise wouldn't. And so, um, yeah, it was just an amazing place. And because Saver has a very open kitchen format, like everyone that's there gets to openly participate in the, the creation of the food and, right. you know, watching it happen. So it was just an amazing environment. And like I said, we, um, it, it's, it's interesting because we just sort of take it for granted because I'm, you know, I'm, I'll speak for me, I'm there every day. So I see it all the time. Um, but again, to see it, on the, f- the faces of these people who have operated a very successful restaurant in another city for 30 years. You know, they were like, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. I'm just blown away. And, and of course, they were like, you know, when these students <laughs> graduate, <do> we, <laughs> could, could we theoretically <laughs> yes. keep some of them? So, which is, yeah, you know, that's the, 
that's the luxury that we're afforded around Pearl is that we have all of this, you know, right at our fingertips. Right. Well, and it's so awesome that you guys had the confidence in the students to bring them into that environment, especially with the restaurant, you know, potential restaurant partner. Um, But then the experience that they gained and the confidence that they gained being a part of something like that and it turning out to be such a success. It's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the great things about Savor is it is a restaurant. It's open to the public, but actually first and foremost to the Culinary Institute of America, it's a teaching classroom. And so those are instructors and those are students enrolled in our program. So we see it as a learning environment, but at the same time, we have this wonderful opportunity to serve the public and our students. Really, it's one of the first times where they are not serving each other through family meal, but they're actually serving an external guest Mm -hmm. and they see the importance of hospitality. And that's another big focus and a vision of Pearl is that hospitality. And so they're learning not only the entire, you know, the entire experience. It's not just about the food. It's it's the service at the table side. Mm -hmm. It's the pairing of those wines. It's the talking about the menu items, the culture, the cuisine, and why we've chosen these things. And the experiences, like Mike talked about, bringing in this restaurant and the opportunity to work with other chefs. So you're seeing beyond what you're learning at the at the Culinary Institute of America, and you're actually the 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 education is enriched by those you know um, those guest chefs that we bring in and those different experiences, and our our students being able to meet the guest that they're serving and tell their story as a student. Who are you? What are you doing here? That's almost always, those questions are like the ones that the, the guests at Saver always ask. It's like, oh, tell me about yourself and you're a student. Where are you going next? And they want to like follow where's the student going next. And they're very That's curious cool. to see mm-hmm. what the student's going to do beyond graduation. And that Saver is that capstone class. So their next step is graduation. Wow. So do you have culinary specific you know, courses or, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. So two degree programs, one, the culinary arts students focus solely on culinary arts and that's an associate's degree program and students can transfer to our main campus in Hyde Park for a degree completion in bachelor's and master's degrees. Um, And baking and pastry, same thing. They're enrolled specifically in a baking and pastry program, two years, also transfer to bachelor and master's degree programs if they wish. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, and and as far as like um, the actual cuisine itself, um, I mean, how do, how do you decide? I mean, yeah. what, what? Well, Savor, Savor is the only place where we actually kind of rotate the cuisine through the seasons, really. Um, and it, it just so happens. I know I always joke that San Antonio has like two seasons, hot and hotter. Mm-hmm. Um, but we actually kind of have some other seasons in there. And our semesters are what we, we change our menu mm-hmm. by. So a January through April semester, we'll have food focused, you know, really the seasonality of those types of foods. And we work very closely with our farmer's market vendors to get local products. And then our th- our middle semester, summer semester, goes from like May to um, August. And so we'll have those kind of seasonal um, things on the Savor menu. And then right now we have a fall menu, which is kind of odd because it's still in the 80s here. And so we have like an <laughs> so early, we have like a late summer, early fall menu. And then we'll transition kind of again as we get to some of the cooler weather, which we're starting to experience. But um, so Savor is the one where we see the most flexibility with the menu. And that's just based on the fact that that the students and the instructor worked to build these menus, um, seasonality uh, into the menus. And then the other classes, though, are are specific, like we talked about earlier. You're either focusing on fundamental skills, knowledge, technique, um, and then very specific skills related to like a la carte service, high volume service, banquet service, um, and then global global cuisines, which we see Mediterranean, Asia, mm-hmm. cuisines, the American regional cuisines, et cetera. Right. Wow. 
Yeah. And, and so you just mentioned hospitality a few, a few minutes ago, and I wanted to ask Mike how the pearl is contributing to that notion of hospitality, because that's so important. No, it, it certainly is. And we talk about hospitality, you know, as a noble profession. And in, you know, in, in a lot of places in the world, that's very true. And sometimes in the United States, it's a little less true. That's true. So we, we focus on, and you know, you see this in, in Hotel Emma, which is one of our sister companies. And, you know, Hotel Emma during, during COVID when they had, you know, they have 146 rooms, they have 300 employees. And during COVID, when they had like three rooms full, they didn't lay off a single person, right? Wow. And it's, you know, so we we want to be a place that can be a, a model, you know, for a better way to do things. So we look um, within our concepts and within companies that we partner with, entrepreneurs and restaurateurs that we partner with, you know, for people that are going to have um, – benefits and training and career options, right? So that it's not a job in hospitality is not just a, a stop or something temporary, but something that you can really build towards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, we're looking for, you know, partners that share those same beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love yeah. that. It's so important. And, and I, I don't know, when I think of hospitality, I think y'all know Philippe from uh, Manchushu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philippe Place, I think it's Place as a place Place. or Place, Place. Place. I don't care. I've never seen, I've never heard it said. I I just see his name. But um, I always think of him as being the ultimate with hospitality. I mean, he, he is just so good. He remembers things about people. He remembers what you like. He, he anticipates what you're going to need. And so that's really, to me, a great example of the noble uh, profession of hospitality. I mean, I think it had been at least four, maybe five months um, since we had chatted and we ran into each other and he remembered, you know, that he, you know, took 30 minutes to call me back or something. I don't know. I mean, I was just like, what? How in the world? It's just amazing, you know, that, that, but that's all that hospitality mindset. So, Philippe, Philippe and Jeff and Jerome, Mm -hmm. you know, at the Southerly Restaurant Group, they do a great job. They're amazing. They, They really are. So April, I, you you were kind of touching on other aspects of owning a restaurant or managing a restaurant, but does the CIA really get into to, to the managing part of it? Because that's so important. It's not just cooking. There's people skills. Absolutely. There's there's business, uh, yes. business skills. Business. Knowing yeah. yeah, and and there's uh, you know the the customer service part of it. Mm-hmm. And so do y'all get into that as well? We do. And so on our associate's degree program, the students are probably spending, let's say, 80% of their time doing skills, culinary skills, baking and pastry skills. But the other 20% are classes, uh, management classes, cost control, human resource management. So that's at the associate degree level. And as the student continues into the bachelor's degree program, now we're building more of those managerial skills, um, operational skills, cost control. Those are all very important. Um, and then in, further into the master's degree program, so we can learn very specifically about operations, starting concepts, running new concepts, um, creation of products and design. So, yes, the, the, the Culinary Institute of America covers all of that. But really, as somebody advances through their degree, they're going to get more of those high-level management classes and, and how to operate successfully a restaurant. Um, and I always joke with our first um, – our, our the foundation skills, again, that first semester, students take – 
math and they're they're usually taking this big eye roll like math i want to be a i want to be a chef <laughs> i want to own my own restaurant i'm like well you're yeah. never going to own a successful restaurant unless you and the numbers become one and mm-hmm. you fully understand that so math is very, very important in the kitchen. And I'm sorry for everybody listening out there, but you're going to need to know math. One, you can't convert recipes and things like that without some knowledge of math, but you'll, you, it's really a challenge to be a successful oh, business owner sure. without those skills. Absolutely. I mean, and so, pricing your menu. Every, yes, all, all, all yeah. that. So mm-hmm. that, that first semester, and that's usually where the students are like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> get through that one. Yeah. Yes, but but we do. I mean, um, it is very important, and um, and those skills, even if they don't want to be a restaurant owner, like I've been in the industry for thirty four years, I have absolutely zero interest in owning my own restaurant, and that's not something I've ever wanted to do. And people are like, "What?" And I'm like, "But I've always wanted to work for other people and bring that skill, that talent, to other places." And the numbers are fine. I love numbers. I'm good with numbers. But again, at the same time, I'm like, "Yeah, not just my own restaurant, but our students are." interested in moving the industry forward. So whether they're working within somebody else's operation or their own operation, those business skills are going to be essential for success. For sure. Yeah. April, I read that when you graduated from the CIA in 2003, you were at the top of your class. Yes, that was the rumor. Actually, three times through, I think. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. They, I think so, they quit counting when we get to the master's degree program. They're like, you're just all graduates. There's no top spot. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so, so you obviously are a very good chef, but you haven't ha- worked in a restaurant restaurant for, for a while. Do you miss that? Every day. Actually, this is something I tell my husband all the time. Is like in a minute, I would go back to the busiest restaurant at Pearl, any of them, whatever the busiest restaurant is. I would go back in a minute and work on the line any day of the week, the busier, the better. My favorite times in the industry were as a sous chef or an executive chef. And the the silent choreography that happens within the kitchen, the, oh. the, the success of the busiest night and looking to the person down the line from you Everybody and a high five because you've been in the trenches together. There's, there's tr- I don't play any team sports, but I feel that that's as close to a Super Bowl victory <laughs> as I would ever get is working in the kitchen. And so I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, I know we like the office hours and the kind of the Monday through Friday predictability <laughs> of the job that I have now. But in a minute, I would go back into the industry. So all you Pearl places out there, I can stage for you. <laughs> well, I'm, right. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. I'm ready to let you yeah, leave. Exactly. I kind of like the partnership right. have okay. with you in your current role. Yeah. Like, why did you ask but, that question? Uh, <laughs> but, I'll, but we'll, we'll think about it. April. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the great thing about the stage is, is, is I can't think of any restaurant that wouldn't open their doors to somebody who at the very least had an interest and a passion to just be a fly on the wall, to watch the whole thing Mm. happen. Mm -hmm. And again, it's that silent choreography. It's that movement. You know what the next move is. You're thinking 10, 15 steps ahead and you have to, and your memory and your muscle memory all has to be working all at the same time. And that's what I think is so exciting about it. It It, it is so exciting. And it's, it's so cool to hear you talk about that because, you know, I, I, been in many, many kitchens. And um, there's some kitchens that you go in and you feel that. You can feel the, the everybody the just energy. working together yeah. and, and the Everyone bouncing knows off what of they each have other. To do and, and they do it. And it, it's really, it, yeah. it's, it gives yep. you chills when it you're does. in there. It, yeah. it still gives me chills. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. well, that's cool. If, uh, when, when you talk about, uh, I think you call it externship. Mm-hmm. If there's a restaurant, we get a lot of restaurant professionals listening. If they're interested in doing that, how do they become part of that? You know, I'm sure there's a vetting process to make sure that they qualify. Mm -hmm. What would they do? Sure. So on our website, ciachef.edu, 
Um, they're all the 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 area to go would be just look for externship. There's a little search button up there. Um, and then places can apply. It's a simple application. And it used to be like a lot of paper and stuff like that. But now we've we've evolved. And so we're looking for like a video of the place, of mm-hmm. the property. So a chef taking like a, with their phone, walking through the facility. Here's my space. This is what I am. So let's say we're Hotel Emma. Here's here's supper. And this is the externship. And here's the executive chef. This is the area. And so a student who's looking to do their externship of these properties can actually get that kind of virtual tour and kind of meet um, in advance the team that they had worked with. So um, all the externship properties have to commit to a 15-week program. So again, this is part of a class. These students are still enrolled as full-time students at Mm -hmm. CIA. And so just some structure to that 15 weeks. How are they going to experience that property? Will they spend two weeks on the hotline, two weeks in the pantry, two weeks up front in the front of the house? So some thought needs to be given into the structure. And the idea is that the students get as much experience and exposure to that property as possible during that 15 weeks. They're not just there as free labor, you know, in that sense. They are there to continue their education. And specifically, the students are interested in the property that they've chosen. They make the selection. We don't assign them places. So a student who's interested in learning French cuisine, of course, I would recommend Manchushu. And somebody who's maybe interested in the Mediterranean cuisine, I would recommend Ladino. So students choose what they're looking for, whether it be the size of the operation from a small place to a larger space. Um, and so that's how they that's how they select the externship. And properties can just submit their application to become approved. They'd be vetted and questions would be asked and then they'd become approved. I love that. That's good. Yeah, that's really cool. Mike, I, I've read somewhere that it, it was a, a $35 million investment to bring CIA to, to San Antonio. So now we started off talking about how important it is, but tell, tell me what how has it paid off having that here? Well, I think, um, you know, I've, I've heard kind of similar numbers. That was before my time, but I know it was a meaningful number. You know, I think we've, we've seen the impact uh, n- not only at Pearl, but really all across San Antonio, all across South Texas. And, you know, it's, it's really manifest itself. I don't know if, if you all know this, but in, in 2017, San Antonio was named uh, – by UNESCO, a creative city of gastronomy, only the second city in the United States to receive such designation. And I I think there are like 52 in the world, right? Mm -hmm. So, and and I don't think that ever happens without the Culinary Institute of America here, you know, in, in, in partnership with Pearl. So, so I think the, the ripples, you know what I mean, of what's mm-hmm. possible. And again, I, I feel like to a point we're just getting started. Oh, sure. Um, you know, so that happened based on what April said, you know, so within 10 years, 11 years, that was the kind of impact you're seeing um, to, you know, to where the, where the cuisine has really changed and where that kind of, those kind of careers are possible. And, you know, San Antonio is a place that's, that's always relied on, tourism, you know what I mean? Um, and, and visitors and conventions and other things for a part of the business. Um, so I think it just allows us to go so far beyond that, you know, and, and to really, um, both for residents, you know, as the city and the, you know, I, I saw something the other day that said in the next 20 years, um, the corridor between Austin and San Antonio is supposed to add six or 8 million people. Wow. Right. So that's, you know, more than double in size. And those people are coming from all over the world. So, you know, to me, it really helps make 
San Antonio a, a desirable place to live, a desirable place to visit. Um, you know, and, and as I started off talking about, it's something that, you know, we, we all have in common. And, and, you know, I think we've always viewed San Antonio at Pearl. We view our role as, you know, being that, that hub of, of the city where people can gather and I think all of the, these food options, you know, give us that. Absolutely, yeah. And eyes are on San Antonio. I mean, look at how many James Beard-nominated chefs that we've had. Exactly, and that never happened right. before the CIA was here. Mm-hmm. We could just get them, actually, to get the— Hey, you know get, what? We're getting the I nominations. Go for, go for it, it, nominations. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're, we're knocking on that door Absolutely. so much that it'll open I thought this soon. was going to be the year. I thought John Russ would get it for sure. I yeah. was disappointed. So, so tell us about some of the events that you guys have coming up in connection with Pearl. Sure. Mike, do you want to start or do you want me to, I mean. Go for it. All right. So I think one of the, one of, you know, the things about Pearl in the fall, certainly through the holidays, there's activations every week. But one of the, one couple of the things that CIA participates in are the night markets, the festivities in the evening, the holiday markets. Um, certainly some of the, the most fun are coming up with the Dia, uh, the Dia celebrations after Halloween. Um, so we're already starting to see that kind of decor around uh, Pearl. So that activation has already started. Um, CIA does a pop-up in our outdoor kitchen. So uh, anybody who's down at the market um, on Saturdays and Sundays will see we finally refer to it as the taco stand, but it's operated by our CIA students <laughs> in the live fire kitchen, in the Kikelman live fire kitchen, which is just adjacent to um, where the market happens. And the, um, So we're out there uh, Saturdays and Sundays, but also in the pop-ups in the evenings. And I think one of our favorite ones for the holidays is the one that we do in collaboration with uh, Rabbi Eli and YJSA. So... Um, and we do, he comes, uh, Rabbi Eli and his team comes and blesses the CIA kitchen. We, we do a kosher pop-up. And it's, it's really something extraordinary for us to give our students that opportunity to experience and have them know that, that yes, it may sound at first like a challenge to be able to do these, uh, do these types of pop-ups, specifically with kosher uh, food. And it's, it's a lot to take on. But at the same time, it's like this is exciting and this is something we can do and something that supports a community that doesn't often have the opportunity to experience pop-up food um, because of their dietary uh, restrictions. So uh, that one's coming up, and I don't remember the exact date. I think December I think 13th or something yeah, around thir- in that time. 13th or 15th, somewhere yeah. right in there. Um, and so those types of holiday activations around Pearl, CIA is always uh, involved in in those types of, of programs. So. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I'm thrilled. Yeah. So excited. It yeah. is. A, that's exciting. And our students are always like, what are we going to do? And we're like, don't touch anything. And we're going to do this. We're going to need, we need to look at all the ingredients. We need to have the kitchen's going to be blessed. Rabbi Eli and his team is here with us. And so they're guide us and give us that coaching and counseling the whole way so that we can do this successfully right. and meaningfully, not just, you know, thrown together um, without intention. It's, it's a very fun and very, uh, it's a great opportunity for our students to see an aspect that they wouldn't that they would otherwise see. see. Yeah, absolutely, sure. and know that they can do it. So it's very cool. I love it. Wow. Well, this has been fascinating. Yeah. It's well, been I, I, have, oh, I have to Susie say, has more. Okay. I do really quickly. <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, it, it's amazing to hear your stories and 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 to learn everything that we've learned today. But you know, one of the things that really, I, you know, kind of takes me aback is your community focus. I mean, you guys are so community focused in so many different ways, from bringing CIA, uh, you know, to San Antonio to the new arts, you know, program that you're getting ready to start. Um, 
anyway, I, I just I just had to say that. I mean, you guys really have um, changed and, and you're such a big part of the community and giving back to the community is really a big a part of what you guys do. We, uh, yeah, we take our role in the community very seriously. And, you know, we always want Pearl to be a place where uh, everyone is welcome. And we, we work, um, you know, we have a lot of great partners in the community. We do a lot of things with the San Antonio Food Bank. You know, that's a, it's an interesting challenge as we get with not only the, the CIA campus, but what, you know, by the second quarter of next year, we'll have, I think, 33 food and beverage concepts. So, you know, it's a, it's a lot of food. Yeah. It's also potentially a lot of food waste, if mm-hmm. not handled properly. So, um, you know, those kind of partnerships for us are super important that, that we're being very efficient uh, with what we've been given. I love that. Fantastic. Well, thank you guys so much yes. for being here today. This has been fascinating. Uh, I've learned a lot. April, thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for yeah. the invitation. Is there anything we didn't cover that you were hoping you wanted to say today? No, I just uh, invite everybody. There's there's something to do at CIA and Pearl for everyone, and so it's open to the community. The vision is is that we're a big part of the community, and 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 I want to give a shout out to the diners of San Antonio because without their enthusiasm for our fabulous restaurants, we wouldn't have the success that we do. And so, an ex, you know, uh, uh, an enthusiastic and curious dining public is essential for our restaurants and essential for the operation of places like Pearl and the other food operators. So a that. big shout out to our to our diners out there right. love that thank you well thank you yeah mike did we uh is there anything else you wanted to cover i think um you know april did a good job of talking about this fourth quarter we have we have night markets coming up um later here in october kind of with the harvest theme and then we'll have them again in the end of november and december um and she touched on our i think this is our ninth year uh, celebrating Hanukkah with Young and Jewish San Antonio, which is fantastic. And yes, we will have um, some food associated with that as well. One thing that we're doing that's new, um, San Antonio down at Hemisphere has one of the biggest Diwali celebrations in the country. Oh, wow. And so that happens um, usually the first weekend in November. So we're doing, to try to build on that a little bit, um, we are partnering with Anusia SA. Mm-hmm. And so this is, this is, it's sneaking up on us because this is next weekend. <laughs> it's on the 20th. So we're having a little bit of a Diwali celebration at Pearl as well. So it's the first time we've done that. And uh, so, you know, kind of venturing into, because one of the things, I don't know about you all, but I'm a huge fan of Indian food. Yes. Mm-hmm. Guess what we don't have at Pearl? Yeah. So, so that's something, you know, that's that's stop. actively in our uh, <laughs> in our pipeline that we'd like to develop. But we're excited about having, uh, because it'll be um, music and dancing, and we're actually going to show, uh, have like a, we have movie nights sometime, you know, free movie nights. So we're going to show a movie during part of that as well. So, you know, hopefully awesome. something something new for, for, uh, for Pearl. Yeah, something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Something for everybody. Yeah. Wow. Well, Susie, uh, I guess we'll have to close it up for now. But uh, you guys, we'd like to have you all back again. Yeah. Oh sometime. my gosh, so Thank much you. to. Yeah, it's just a lot of information. Yeah. Really cool. yeah. Oh, you're Thank welcome. You. Great. It's a pleasure. 
All right. Well, we will be back again next week with another guest. Don't know who that'll be at this point, but it's going to be great. I know that. It will be somebody wonderful (laughs) (laughs) or somebody amazing. So today's guest was April Guest, Managing Director of CIA San Antonio Campus, and also Mike Jorgensen, the Chief Marketing Officer at Pearl. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys both so much. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Y'all have a good day. Bye, everyone.